you ever feel totally apathetic about dating or just like the idea of going on a date feels irritating? If that's you, then you're probably dealing with a case of dating burnout, and that is what we're getting into today. I'm so excited to share all my tips with you for beating dating burnout and avoiding it in the future. So welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia, your host and dating bestie. On this podcast, I'm sharing no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you're on your 200th date or just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, but not when you're feeling burnt out. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know that this is your last chance to sign up for my workshop on how to identify your needs in dating, which is happening on Monday, December 4th at 5 p.m. PST. So this is coming out on Friday, December 1st, so there are a few days left to register. I've been wanting to teach this workshop for a while because figuring out your needs is a game changer in dating. It will completely change the way you approach, how you date, and who you date. When you're able to put your needs front and center, it's easier to be the chooser instead of trying to be chosen, and you're not going to settle for anything less than you deserve. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to discover your non-negotiable needs and true deal breakers and how to actually tell if your dates can meet these needs early on. You know, so you don't end up like me six years into a relationship when you figure out that your partner would never be able to meet your needs. This workshop is one hour, it's virtual, and you could sign up to join live or watch the replay if you can't make it on Monday. So you can sign up by heading to my bio link on Instagram at dating.intentionally and you'll see the workshop registration link there. All right, let's get into it. So what does dating burnout feel like? If you're experiencing dating burnout, you're probably feeling exhausted when it comes to dating. Maybe you feel hopeless about finding someone, or maybe you feel like you're not enough. You know you're burnt out when even just opening the apps for a minute makes you feel icky or kind of sad or maybe cynical and judgmental. I feel like this is obvious, but if that's your state of mind when using the dating apps, they're not going to work for you no matter how perfect your profile is or how much you're swiping. I asked the community on Instagram to share what dating burnout felt like. So if you want to join the conversation, head over to at dating.intentionally on Instagram. We'd love to have you. And by the way, I got so many responses to this. So you are definitely not alone if you're experiencing dating burnout. In fact, there was a survey from earlier this year in April of 500 people aged 18 to 54. And they basically found out that 80% of these people said they experienced emotional burnout or fatigue with dating apps. So this is something that spans many generations of people who use dating apps. So you are not alone. Here are some of the things that you said that dating burnout feels like. Everyone on the apps annoys me. I'm no longer engaged on dates or having fun meeting new people. I feel big anxiety when chatting or planning a date. If dating feels like a chore, or even if a guy is amazing and you don't want to see him again, I start canceling dates. (laughs) This one When you're just mindlessly swiping without really looking at their profiles, not great. I feel overwhelmed with so many choices, and this one really takes the cake. I swipe through profiles with existential disgust and can't imagine myself ever being excited. Ouch. That's what dating fatigue looks like and feels like. So if you're related to any of that, you might be dealing with this right now. So here's the vicious cycle of dating burnout. The first step, it starts when you feel disappointed and frustrated on the apps. You've swiped for hours. You've had dozens of conversations that lead nowhere. You've even been on a few dates, but they were just total duds. It feels pointless and you're just not feeling great about dating. So you decide to delete the apps. After deleting the apps, you feel relief for maybe a week or two. But then the FOMO, the fear of missing out, creeps in. And that's step two of the cycle. You start to wonder, 
well, what if my dream person is on the apps right now and I'm missing out? Or maybe your biological clock starts piping up, like if you're not dating and actively looking for a partner, you're losing time. You start to feel bad about taking a break because it feels counterintuitive against your goals. You want to find a partner. Isn't taking a break working against you? Well, we'll we'll get to that. The third step of the cycle is deciding to get back on the apps with a new set of rigid rules and sky-high standards, hoping that will be enough to finally just meet and go out with a high-quality person. Sound familiar? Then we get to the fourth step of the cycle. You re-download the apps with a new set of rules and rigid standards, but because of all the pressure and expectations you've put on yourself, you feel disappointed and you're not enjoying any of your dates or conversations with new people. And then you're back to the beginning at step one. I'm hoping that the tips I share in this episode break you out of the burnout cycle if you're currently in it. I just want you to know that unfortunately, it's normal to experience some level of burnout because it's a common side effect of using dating apps, which are designed to keep us hooked. You are not alone. Let's go deeper into why dating burnout happens. So I have six reasons why dating burnout happens. And the first one is people being shitty. I think one of the biggest contributors to dating burnout is that a lot of people on the apps just don't try or they're disrespectful or just not taking it seriously at all. Even if you've been dating on the apps for a month or two, I'm sure you've come across a lot of shitty behavior on them. And look, I think dating apps are actually a great tool for meeting people and increasing the opportunities you have to go on more dates. But the fact that there are so many people on them who don't take it seriously makes them challenging to use without feeling negative or burning out. The second one is unrealistic expectations. It would be really great if everyone on the apps was down for a long-term commitment and treated everyone with all the respect in the world and had already dealt with all of their emotional baggage, except that's absolutely not how it is, not even close. On the apps, we're exposed to so many different kinds of people who have different values and come from different walks of life. Some show up having done the work on themselves and are ready to get into a relationship, but most would probably roll their eyes at even the suggestion of therapy and have never even read a self-development book. I hate to sound so negative, but I think this is pretty much so many people experience on the apps where it seems like no one's taking it seriously. So when we go into using dating apps, expecting that everyone else will act and behave the way we would, we're setting ourselves up for major disappointment. And I know if you're listening to this, you actually care about dating and relationships, but I don't think most people have the capacity, ability, or even the desire to put more effort into apps. And part of it is just the nature of the apps. And part of it is because we're all a little burnt out on it, right? The TLDR is high expectations lead to feelings of disappointment, which feed into dating burnout. And I mean this when I say it, but any expectation is too high when it comes to dating apps. We have to learn how to have absolutely zero expectations for dating apps to work. All right. The third one is setting boundaries is hard. Like I said earlier, the apps are designed for us to be hooked on them. So it's on us the user to set healthy boundaries around them. Some apps will try to do it for you, like Coffee Meets Bagel, which only lets you have a few matches per day, or the app Thursday, which only lets you chat on Thursdays. This app is only available in New York City and London, by the way. So if you're in one of those cities and you are experiencing burnout, maybe you should check it out. But at the end of the day, the apps can feel kind of addicting. Having discipline with anything is tough, especially dating apps. So it's no wonder you feel burnt out if you have no boundaries around your app usage 
or struggle to maintain boundaries you've tried to set for yourself. All right, the fourth one is that online dating feels like a job. With all the swiping, matching, messaging, filtering, screening, and not to mention planning, just getting to a date feels like so much work. I mean, it is so much work. Apps do make this process kind of transactional, and it takes so much time to even find someone to go on a date with. So I can see what people mean when they say it feels like a second job. And you're constantly looking for red flags, which only adds to the exhaustion of swiping and screening folks to date. The fifth one is that you have to manage different personas. So this is a subtle cause of dating burnout that I learned about when researching this episode. And the idea is that your dating persona is different from your work or just your regular life persona. And switching back and forth between all these personas can be tiring mentally. I definitely felt this when I was dating, but I have to say I enjoyed being able to step into a flirtier, outgoing version of myself on dates. But it's something to think about if you feel like you turn into a different version of yourselves on dates and it's tiring you out. The sixth and the last reason that dating burnout happens is repetition and decision fatigue. Sometimes online dating really does feel like Groundhog Day, right? Hopefully you know the movie I'm referencing, but just in case, it's the one where Bill Murray gets trapped in repeating the same day over and over again. If you've used dating apps for a while, it can feel like every profile looks the same, every conversation's the same, even every first date starts feeling the same because you're constantly having to share the same stuff about yourself to new people. And what makes it worse is that if it doesn't go anywhere, like if no relationships actually start in this process, you're just, it's just even more repetition of where you don't really want to be. You want to get past the first date. So if you're already exhausted and overdating, this repetition makes it worse. Another part of the online dating process is having to make so many decisions every time you open the app. Every swipe is a decision. Every message is a decision. Just think about how many decisions you make within five minutes of cruising on a dating app and then add that to all the decisions you have to make in a normal day. It's a lot and it adds to mental fatigue and burnout. So with all these factors of burnout in mind, let's talk about how we avoid it and heal from it. All right, we're going to get into how to deal with dating burnout. We talked about what burnout feels like, why it happens. Now let's get into how to deal with it. I'm going to break down seven ways to deal with burnout, and then we're going to get into some more mindset and boundary stuff. And it starts with taking a break. Okay, so this is pretty obvious, but taking a break is essential to healing from burnout. And I think taking mini breaks here and there can help avoid burnout too, like when you start to see and feel some of those early signs that it's happening. How long should your break be? My general rule of thumb would be a month, but that's pretty arbitrary. If you know you have a ton of travel coming up or maybe a busy period at work, you can line your break up with those things. In my journey, I only took one break, and that was after a two-month relationship didn't work out and it was over the holidays. I stopped dating from Thanksgiving to New Year's, and that was good because I was staying with my mom in California during that time, and I was distracted by family stuff. But when you take a break, that means a clean break. Don't go on the apps. Don't go on dates. Let yourself completely check out from dating. I know it's hard, but that's what it takes. So what are you going to do during this break? All right, the first thing you're going to do or that you can do is dive into a project. Ideally, this is a personal project like cooking your way through a cookbook, starting a podcast, getting into a new sport like bouldering, or planning an epic trip for six months from now. And yes, these are all projects I've taken on to distract myself at various points in life. 
Taking a break from dating is the perfect time to pick something you're interested in and then dive into that to inject some passion or a challenge into your life that you have more control over. All right, the second one is take time to reflect. Another way to deal with dating burnout is intentionally putting time, effort, and energy into reflection. This might look like journaling about what's working or not working for you in dating or what you want in dating. It might look like working with a therapist or maybe picking up some self-development books that guide you through reflecting on your love life. It's also a good time to dive into more episodes of this podcast or join my workshop on identifying your needs. Generally, a break from dating can be a time to do more inner work so you come back to the process with a fresh outlook, and there's no wrong way to do that. Okay, the third one is focus on self-care. Part of dealing from burnout, whether it's from dating or work or anything else, is taking better care of your body and mind. So that's going to be finding ways to get better sleep and working in more time to exercise and move. It could also be changes to your diet if you feel like that would help and spending time with people who light you up. Burnout does a number on us in many ways, so focusing on health-promoting routines, whatever they are for you, can help you heal. Let's switch gears for a sec. Let's say you don't want to take a break from dating, even though you're feeling a little burnt out. I recommend paying for an app, especially Hinge, and this is my fourth tip, because paying for a basic plan on Hinge will likely improve your experience. I can't make any guarantees, but I know in my dating experience and from talking to my clients and friends who are on the apps, they did see better people in their feed once they paid for Hinge. It also makes apps easier to use, like you have access to more features and filters so you can be a little bit more intentional and swipe you know, more selectively. My fifth tip is closing the apps or putting your phone down the second you feel that negativity creep in and go do something else, right? I think we only make our burnout worse if you are swiping while you actively feel negative towards the apps. Like I said earlier, that's not going to be your path to success in using dating apps. So the second you feel that creep in, it's time to shut it down, put the phone down, go take a walk, go call a friend, go do something that makes you feel good. Because if you keep using the apps while you're in that mindset, it's only going to get worse, not better. All right. This is my sixth tip and my last one. Sorry, I thought I had seven, but I just have six. I recommend switching up your dating routine. If you feel burnout coming on, one way to combat this is introducing something new to the mix. Maybe that's going to a singles or speed dating event or trying a new app or getting a whole set of brand new photos for your profile. Really, it's just anything that's different from the approach you're using now. If this is the move for you, attending my workshop on identifying your needs absolutely counts as a switch up and will inject some motivation and direction into your dating journey. I want to talk a little bit about mindset because as I've mentioned, dating burnout is partially tied to how we view and approach the whole process of dating. If you feel trapped by your ideal timeline to finding a partner, this is something contributing to your dating fatigue and burnout, and it's time to let go of the timeline a little bit. You can be doing everything in your power to find a good partner, the type of person you deserve, but it's just if it's just not happening, that doesn't mean you're running out of time. That's the one part of this we can't really control, you know? We can't control who's single and when, and even if we have access to meeting them. The best we can do is show up as ourselves, be kind to others, do the inner work to heal from our past, and be open to opportunities and meeting people. That's really it when it comes to what we actually have control over. 
The rest is kind of up to fate or the universe, or it's totally random, whatever you believe. Basically, what I'm getting at is you have to release your timeline because you simply don't have control over all of it, and all the extra pressure is adding to your burnout and negative view of dating. I also encourage you to think about how far you've come in dating. Think about how you used to approach dating the last time you were single or when you were younger compared to now. Think about how much better you are now at communicating and how much more aware you are of your worth, your strengths, and what an amazing partner you could be for the right person. When I feel burnout, thinking about how much I've accomplished in my journey helps me feel better, and I think that will work for you too. Another thing to think about is, why are you dating? I don't want you to use this question to push through burnout because that only makes it worse, but... If you're taking a break or taking some time to reflect after feeling burnt out, this question can help bring you back to your goals with dating. Keeping your goals at the top of your mind is a powerful way to feel positive about your dating life. Focusing on your big dating goal makes it easier to block out all the excess noise, you know, all the ghosting, slow fading, and love bombing that all kind of goes away when you are focusing on your goal. At least it did for me in my journey. My goal of finding a long-term secure relationship kept me going when those feelings of doubt and hopelessness started to creep in. Finally, if you want to keep burnout at bay, you have to work on your relationship with rejection. Rejection happens in so many ways in dating, whether it's someone not replying on an app or getting an anti-ghost text after a third date. And I think the repetition of rejection or even the fear of rejection makes burnout worse. So if you want to avoid burnout in the future, building up your resilience Working on accepting rejection as part of the process and having tools for coping with rejection are really important. The last thing I want to talk about is developing better boundaries to avoid dating burnout in the future. Because here's the thing, dating apps are here to stay and more and more people are meeting their partners on them. And yes, they are businesses that are profiting off of mostly single people looking for love, which limits how useful they can be in some ways. But with the right boundaries in place, using dating apps doesn't have to feel so daunting. Okay, so what boundaries would you want to put in place to avoid dating burnout? The first one is when you will use the apps, right? Putting some boundaries on your time. So that could be a daily time limit, like only spending 10 to 15 minutes on the dating apps per day or only after work. Or it could be only using dating apps on two days a week, like Thursdays and Sundays, which by the way, are the highest volume days for dating apps anyway. You can even set up a timer on your phone that monitors how much time you've spent on these apps, and then it sends you a notification when you've hit your limit. I use this feature for Instagram, and it helps me not exceed a certain amount of time on the apps. And most days I try and listen to it, like if I get the notification, I remember for the rest of the day that I've already done my time and I don't need to use Instagram anymore. It kind of works. Okay, the second one is aiming for quality over quantity by screening dates and being more selective. Only use this tip if you're someone who starts a bunch of conversations and then gets overwhelmed before feeling burnt out. But to avoid that exhaustion and overwhelm, it's time to start getting more selective. To properly enforce boundaries, you need to be a good parent to yourself. Like you can't let your inner gremlin who just wants to use the apps, even though it's not fun anymore, run the show. Your inner parent needs to step in and say, hey, little gremlin, maybe you've had enough and it's time to put it down. Boundaries only work when you enforce them. So we've covered what dating burnout feels like, why it happens, and so many different ways to deal with it, including how to use a break effectively, how to use dating apps more intentionally, and ways to leverage boundaries in the process. I hope this episode helped you if you're going through dating burnout now, or at least made you feel less alone because this is seriously affecting so many people. 
maybe something you can even bond with your dates over. Just saying. (laughs) I would love to know what's the one thing you took away from this episode. Share with me on Instagram by DMing me directly. My handle is at dating.intentionally. I read and respond to as many messages as I can, and I love hearing from you. Thank you for listening. I love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love. If any of these episodes helped you in your journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Your feedback means a ton to me and helps you make this podcast as helpful as possible. Happy dating and I'll catch you next time.